listen to the Guitar Heroes podcast. And we are rolling. Do you know? <laughs> Put your trousers back on, Chris. The um, you people in the podcast world, um, we we've got a big, big apology to make for leaving a gap in your life last week. We didn't put an episode out, um, and the reason we didn't put an episode out is, um, well, I'm going to hand it over to Lee. <laughs> Let's just get straight. Onto oh, do you it. have to? <laughs> Let's just get straight onto it. <laughs> I'm sick of talking about it. Um, yeah, well, you could have my version if you want. Yeah, go for it. You you tell you tell the people what you think happened, and then I'll I'll fill in the gaps. Okay. Well, we were um, we had a really good weekend last weekend, or the weekend before last, I suppose it'll be when this goes out. Yeah. Um, we we had a uh, a barbecue for the for the whole show, and for the you know, and it was really really great to see everybody again, and. Um, I cooked Lee a dodgy burger and therefore he got admitted to hospital and to have his penis removed. <laughs> I did tell them that I'd eaten a large amount of vegetarian food the day before. And my diet is not used to that. And they said, well, we don't think it's that, Mr. Williams, but thank you for telling us. <laughs> Being a vegetarian causes appendicitis. That's what it is. Well, and your penis to be removed. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. So, yes, I've had a, I've had a fun week. Um, as you may be able to hear, I'm I'm battling through, but I uh, had a, an emergency visit to my local hospital this week, um, where I spent 36 wonderful hours, and in which uh, they removed my appendix and penis sewed me up. No, 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 no. Feels oh, you still got that. You, you've been quite consistent with just asking me. That was one of the first things he said. As I came round I, and I and I sent everyone messages after saying, "Yeah, um, you know, it's all done." Uh, mm, that was one mm, of your first mm. questions. You said, "Check." It, 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 you have to do that. You really have to check because when you're in hospital, obviously you go under the anaesthetic. You don't know what they're taking off, do you? Could be anything. Got to well, check these things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, it was very surreal, but it was yeah, not not a pleasant experience. Uh, appendicitis is not something I would wish upon anyone, and. Uh, mm. Yeah, now just um, now just on the other side and taking each day as it comes and got three holes in my belly and <laughs> a course of antibiotics and all sorts to get through. But it's, yeah, it, it, like I say, an eventful week, which possibly possibly helped and, and hindered the experience. I, I said all along that I am not very good with... Um, any procedures and a bit squeamish with anything like that, and the thought of anything planned would have would have been would have caused quite a lot of sort of stress and anxiety and stuff. Uh, but Touchwood, luckily, I've managed to stay out of hospital for best part of thirty years. Actually, I was back in the same hospital that I was born in, which was quite weird, and I haven't really been there since I or my sisters were born. Um, but the fact that it was a, an emergency removal kind of puts you into a different frame of mind, and you just kind of power through and just. Just go along for the ride, and it was it was weirdly I don't want to say enjoyable, but weirdly um, uh, just interesting. I think I was you, you're a, you're at the mercy of the situation when you're in, going through something like that, so you just have to um, yeah. go with the flow. And I just kind of lapped up the experience because I've never been there before, never been through that, never had an operation, um, general anaesthetic, and all that sort of stuff. And just to see to see the hospital and see the NHS like working from the inside was was amazing. Yeah. 
really, really mm. cool. So mm. shout out to everyone at Dorset County Hospital, all the amazing people in A&E, triage, um, the amazing surgical team, and all the guys and gals on the Lulworth ward who, yeah, looked after me for recovery after. I, I can't speak highly enough, high enough of that place. When I had a gallbladder uh, removal a couple of years ago, and and although mine well, mine wasn't an instant thing, I knew I I was building up to an operation for a year, and uh, yeah, it, so I had a lot of nerves because I'd never been in hospital before. I mean, mm. I broke bones and stuff like that when I was a kid, but not not never an operation. And when when you actually go in. In some respects, nobody's lucky to go have an operation, aren't they? But, <laughs> no. but, but you were lucky in some respects in that you were like in, done, out again. Whereas I, I had all the nerves for about a year of of like building up to going into hospital, and it was something that I had a bit of a phobia about. But they were so good at at, at Dorset County Hospital. Oh, and, yeah. You know the staff, the doctors, everybody was just so good. It was like. Yeah, you almost look forward to going back again. <laughs> well, it's cert- yeah, it's certainly having a forced experience like that has certainly changed my opinion and alleviated some of those kind of... I think everyone has... A f- no one likes to be ill and everyone has a fear. You associate mm. hospitals with sickness and illness and everyone does their best to stay out of them, particularly right well, now. Especially right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, but having, the Im- the having important question, Lee, yeah. is were you wearing clean underwear? <laughs> um. I I put clean underwear on, but then the nice thing <laughs> Sorry, is, Chris, just sp- <laughs> spice coffee I put clean underwear on. I just spat coffee over my microphone. <laughs> but they, uh, oh. what they don't tell you is they take that straight off anyway. So they they take your underwear off and and they give you a lovely little dressing gown thing to to wear. So they took all my. I clothes. made a mistake with mine. I put it on the wrong way around, and they went, "Mr. Walker, please cover yourself up." I did ask before <laughs> I took the underwear off. I said, "Is it underwear on or off?" And they said, "No, ass <coughs> out. Get them pants off." So, <laughs> yeah, I had that. we're back on cue. <laughs> <laughs> it was there was quite a few funny little moments in there that again you'd only go through if you're on the inside and you get. To, but these people just see it day in day out, and it's it's just amazing, amazing. I yeah. I have no idea. How they do it? No idea. Well, I tell you what, it was a it was a bittersweet day. Was that day? Um, was it, I think it was Tuesday, wasn't it? Well, it was well, it, it was Tuesday when to bring it back round to to music and uh, and the show and stuff. Um, so obviously, this week uh, Boris made an an announcement, and we've extended our UK restrictions here. Well, he's yeah. added another four weeks to it, um, and my fever. And most of the appendicitis uh, symptoms kicked in literally about an hour after Boris had given that speech. So I blame <laughs> Boris. <laughs> Everybody blames Boris. It, yeah. was, it was like, yeah, you know, here's a, a nice heavy dose of, of that from him. And then it was like, oh, I'm well with it. Ooh, have a bit of that. Well, it, it was really funny because um, we, we made the announcement and we didn't know what was going to happen because we were supposed to be in Basingstoke on the 16th at the Haymarket, um, 16th of July. And uh, Dave, our um, our lighting technician, was over here and he was uh, he was servicing all the lights before we, we went out on that date and did the tech runs and everything. And we still didn't know what was happening with that date. The, you know, the venue hadn't let us know, the promoter hadn't let us know. And then <laughs> Williams sends me a picture of him in hospital. I'm going, hey, <laughs> what's going on here? And then he explains, I've had my appendix out, and I'm going, oh, no, if we're going to do this gig, we now haven't got Lee. 
I was thinking, oh, okay, well, you know, that's not my initial thought. Initial thought was, oh, dear, I hope he's well. I hope yeah. he's okay. Honestly, honestly, it was. I hope he's wearing clean underwear. <laughs> yeah, I hope, he, I hope he's put his gown on the right way around, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, obviously, you know, thoughts go out to you straight away. And then you start thinking, oh, right, okay, so we're a lead down. Right, hang on a minute. And then about, it must have been half an hour later, we got the email through saying that the gig had been moved to November because I've never had this before because we've sold too many tickets for the gig to go ahead. I've never had that. So um, I knew exactly yeah. what you'd be thinking, Phil. And, you know, I actually I actually spoke to Al first. He found out. But at oh, that, you did, did you? Well, he yeah, found okay. out through the grapevine, and, and we I sent him a message, but we uh, we didn't know at that point what it was. Yeah, I was yeah. still waiting on blood tests. I mean, I was I was pretty sure, but I actually said to I said to Al, I said, "Don't tell Walker. Just just give me <laughs> half an hour. Don't tell Walker because when I tell him, I want to be able to tell him something. I don't just want to like freak you out and just say, oh, my God, here I am. I have no idea what's going on. I wanted to be able to say this is what it is.' And this is the and one of the first questions I actually asked was um, about the recovery. I said, how long will it be before I can stand up and play guitar? And they were like, oh, don't worry. It won't be very long. But you you do get to get out of some heavy lifting for quite a while. So I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I spent most of my time um, in there actually talking about guitars. They 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 were so they were so interested in everything. And I think um, hopefully uh, we might see a few of the few of the NHS staff coming along to one of the shows, which would be cool. Excellent, excellent. Oh, good work, good work. He, he's even working like when he's in hospital on his deathbed. There. Selling tickets I was to all the patients. I was talking yeah. about <laughs> guitars, and I was. <laughs> I was talking about guitars and I was plugging the show on the operating table and that's not even a joke. It was it was the Excellent. last thing I was talking about before I went under. We were talking about guitars and uh and they were all going like rock and roll man. It was it was crazy. It was so surreal. It was like being in a Fair film. Not, not some ACDC as they're doing the operation. <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, yeah. I think last last thing I remember when I was on on the table, you know, because the, the, I'm really difficult to get blood out of. Apparently, I said to a anaesthetist, I went, I said, um, I said, oh, good luck trying to find a vein. And he goes, it's already in. I was like, oh, oh, you're awesome. <laughs> and that was sort of the last thing I remember. I was like, oh, but yeah, weird old times we're in, isn't it? Eh? It is. It is. Chris, have you ever had a, a general anaesthetic? No, no. Um, would the you only... like one? Would I like one? Would you like one? Yeah. Um, sure. I'm sure it, <laughs> it sounds sounds fun. <laughs> no, I've luckily I haven't had to go under any operation or anything like that. Um, the only thing I've ever done is cut my lip open, falling off a bunk bed when I was like five or six or something. Oh well, actually, Chris, yeah. you did. We were concerned about you after the barbecue because you got some pretty nasty hay fever or something in your <laughs> eyes at that barbecue and i think soph actually pointed out to me that she said you know that you were the one that made the joke that chris is going to wind up in hospital because he's got something in his eye when you were leaving i said chris i'm going <laughs> to check on you tomorrow because i don't want to find you've gone to a and e because your eyes have continued to swell little did, did i know <laughs> no i didn't because i was there myself <laughs> i knew you weren't there <laughs> Although when he when he when he was when that he was in calm there, he, my friend, <laughs> when when he went into hospital, he did say to the staff there, he said, "Could you just check? There's not a Chris Taylor on this ward." <laughs> yeah, here with the guy uh, with the big swollen eyes. <laughs> well, honestly, as soon as I got home, it got worse. It got worse when I got home. Really? So I am. Um, yeah, it, it got really bad. Um, sort of. When I tried the thing of filling up my sink with cold water, shoving my face mm. in it, trying to blow mm. bubbles out my nose and everything. 
I think it made it worse, Lee. I, I felt so bad. I got like oh, a no. migraine and everything. And um, what did you do? Um, I, I just I tried to go to sleep. No, I mean, like, how, how oh. did you? What happened to your eye? What actually? Uh, it's hay fever, just pollen. I, obviously, where I've been oh. rubbing my eye during the day, I think I was just rubbing the pollen further into my eye. But I have discovered something. So anyone who's suffering with hay fever, yeah, super drug, I think, amongst other pl- places, I think, sell hay fever wipes. Really? Yeah. So you could just literally wipe your eyes with these, and apparently removes all the pollen. Mm. Shame you didn't know about that last Sunday. Oh no! I wish they sold appendix wipes. That'd be great. Wipe your belly and (laughs) carry on. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose you could ask. Ali's got plenty of bum wipes. Well, (laughs) to be honest, they'd be just as useful at the moment. That's really what I need right now. (laughs) So, how how are you feeling right now, then? Um, I'm I'm in a state of of slight confusion as to my symptoms really i i the the pain mm. itself subsides pretty quick and basic painkillers can take care of that um really first the first day was still a bit of a difficulty to walk it's getting up the problem is when you when you're recovering like this you spend so much time sort of sat and led down and that means that every time you need to do something you need to get up and it's getting up that can mm-hmm. be hard because it's so hard to not use your abdominal muscles because they, they control, they support every, virtually every movement you make. So, uh, you suddenly, when you, it's like when you hurt your back, you suddenly realize like how much it's working all day or your neck, you know, these are things that you just can't avoid your arm. You can stick in a sling, your leg, you can put in a cast, but I think these core muscles are so hard, but really for me, I, um, I think it's just the antibiotics. I'm on this course of antibiotics just for like a week and the list mm. of symptoms that they cause is quite long so i don't know what is what is just getting over the operation and what is actually the antibiotics at the moment because there are a few symptoms that i'm suffering which i won't go into <laughs> but no no it's not the one that makes your penis shrink is it oh no 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 definitely not definitely not but also uh, the other thing is with i was on those ones Oh yeah. As I said yeah. to you the well, other day, still, Phil, re- still in recovery. <laughs> um, still in recovery. <laughs> <laughs> with with uh, with um, I've come out the other end of this an expert on uh, appendicitis, but I'll never need you know I'll never need to know about it again. That's the nice thing about having it taken out. Um, uh, with appendicitis, obviously you're not. It's not just a, a remove. It's not just the operation, but there's actually an infection there. That's the reason you have it removed. Mm. So you've got to get over the operation. You've got to get over the physical trauma to your body but you're still left with a residual infection that that's what the antibiotics are there for so you're fighting off the infection and you're also dealing with the side effects of the antibiotics and my infection was evidently quite bad so it came out literally just in the nick of time so yeah it's uh every day is getting better though i mean i'm up i'm here two days ago so that's that ladies and gentlemen that's why we didn't have last week's podcast (laughs) yep there we go that's it. Well, I, I don't really... Now we can move on from that, to be honest. it's Everything yeah. else is just going to be a bit downhill from that now and a bit uneventful, isn't it? Can I just say, Ethan? though, can I just say, I was going to... When I was asking Chris about this earlier, that's where we're going to go with it. The the general anaesthetic thing, that, that was going into it. I don't want to say I was excited about it, but I knew that if this was going to happen, if they were going to tell me I was going on the table... And I wasn't leaving today with my appendix. Then I thought, well, the upside is I'm going to get to experience. It's kind of something I've always been interested to experience. But you have to go through something most likely 
negative to to have that experience but mm. it it literally just like i knew i'd be fascinated by it and i'm even more fascinated by it now that i've had it it was just the weirdest thing i kept bothering the nurses and asking people all morning like tell me more like how does it work do all this blah 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 and it seems that it's like a bit of a, a mysterious science. There's still like a lot of unknown aspects to it. And it was just, I, I don't know how it was for you, Phil, but Chris, if I could describe it to you, it is absolutely nothing. Like, if, like you can't even describe nothing. No, it's well, like nothing exists in that time. I'm literally on the table talking about guitars I don't even remember falling asleep. I don't even remember. Some people said they do a countdown or they count backwards or nothing. All these people buzzing around my head, chatting away. No lights go out. No vision goes blurry. Nothing. Literally the next thing, I'm opening my eye. Mm. And they positioned a clock right in front of me. So I could, like, the first thing my eye was drawn to was the clock. Two and a half hours had gone by. And it was just, it was instantaneous. Like, no dream. No memory, no, oh, I think I heard something, nothing. It was it was the weirdest thing. And it's kind of mm. like, made me ponder the universe now <laughs> a little bit. Chris, be careful <laughs> what he puts in your coffee. Yeah. He wants to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's oh, have Chris experience this. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I it, remember when um, you know, Amy, obviously, uh, we had Marley. Uh, Amy had to have a C-section. So everything from her waist down, well, actually, no, sorry, everything from... From here downwards was completely like she couldn't feel anything. Yeah, Chris just pointed at the chest. At the chest, yeah, everything down. And she said like it was weird because like half an hour gone by. Obviously, they've cut through all her abdominal muscles and everything like that. And mm. like it's quite severe, really, what they what she has to go through. But half an hour's gone by, just a baby out, and and it's like she it feels like they're just like doing the washing up or something. Yeah, in her, <laughs> that's what she said. It felt like it was, and plus she was compl- a little bit out of it as well said it was like very surreal. It just went so fast and couldn't really comprehend what was happening because it was all moving so quickly. But yeah, everything was, she described everything as moving quite slow at the same time. It was mm. very, very bizarre. Mm. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, it just, yeah. it just blew You're up. right though. You have to go through something negative to You do, yeah. It, like it's that, always you? something I thought, oh, do you know what? Like one day, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like everyone sort of deserves to experience it. It's such an amazing thing <laughs> that we have. And it I just I was just like when I woke up for the next hour, I was just like, really? Really? I sort of like didn't believe it. So I just woke up <laughs> in, in another room, another bed, surrounded by different people, and you're still really dozy for about an hour after. And I w- the nurses they probably have a right laugh in that section because everyone's coming to and everyone's talking nonsense and stuff. And uh and I was just like Really? And I said, I sort of had to keep like checking. Oh yeah, look, there's these dressings that weren't there before. Uh, most of the pain is gone. It was just, it was just, I couldn't get. I, I sort of felt very weird about it all. It, it was like the closest thing to sort of magic that I've, I've ever experienced. Just, you know, amazing. Mm. But there you go. <laughs> I, I, I found, I found the whole experience. The worst part of the whole experience was trying to poop. Oh man, I was about four days. Really? And oh my god, it was horrendous. Yeah, sorry for anybody who's squeamish out there. Again, but abdominal muscles 
needing to be used and oh uh, luckily i'm yeah. not having to engage my muscles to take care of any of that business it's just taking oh, care so of itself you've got the, the opposite moment. what i had then <laughs> <laughs> yeah minimal i i was the same i was thinking christ how, how is this gonna work but um, so yeah. don't make him laugh or cough <laughs> no. I, I i had a thought yesterday and i thought oh that's quite funny actually you get these little thoughts you spend a lot of time in your own head just sat around hospital time can pass quite slowly I was thinking, yeah, you can sort of judge how well you are by how confident you are in your farts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sort of like if you if you only if you're gonna go to the toilet just to have a fart, you know you're not quite well yet. But if you know, <laughs> as you start getting more confident with it, if you're gonna do it stood up or maybe near anyway, I'm probably sharing a little too much there, but <laughs> so so you guys will know I'll be a hundred percent if uh if I come and drop one near you. Well, oh, we, we know it's great. one of Lee's favourite things to do, isn't it? So, um, oh yeah, yeah. We're now not allowed back to Leeds City Varieties because of it. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. those toilets backstage. Christ, you know where Lee's been. Look, hey, yeah. look, I'm, well, I'm, I'm lost. He didn't make it to the toilet. Well, we know that. It's yeah. always before he goes on stage. He's like, Chris, Chris, I, I need a poo so bad. <laughs> Can't go. And you turn around, and you turn around, and he's gone. And he's... <laughs> That is, that is the thing. That is the thing, though, isn't it? I mean, I mean, let, you know, this is the Guitar Heroes podcast. It's all, you know, it's about all things guitar and gigging, and and really? that does happen, doesn't it? I mean, it happens quite a lot. I know loads of people that if they haven't had their pre-show poop, they really struggle going mm. on stage. Uh, know, but they, they really do. It's a funny thing. But if you're out gigging as well, and um, I've I've been on away on gigs on times where I've not had control of of that sort of region yeah really yeah to the point where we um i think we're up in birmingham somewhere and uh we we had the whole day free we look we found a really great guitar shop i think it was like fair deal music i think it was called mm. and the only thing i could think of was where's the nearest pub i need the toilet so bad wow yeah I, I was i was i was taking tablets to try and block myself up and everything and uh yeah i found this pub it was a bit of a dive and i'm like i just don't care <laughs> i just don't <laughs> care and it got so bad. I remember the gig in the evening, having to sing like "Living on a Prayer," and like you're going for high notes, you have to like you know uh, support your voice <laughs> with your stomach. I'm like, oh god, this is not. Lee's trying well. not to laugh at it. He's in pain when he laughs. Yeah, I can't laugh. <laughs> but this is something musicians go through actually, and um, it is. Yeah, no, it's you're it's right. a difficult thing yeah. to deal with. Well, if you go to a normal job, you know, and you've got stomach problems, you, you got, know, you've you're near a toilet. If you're on stage and you've got an hour set or a two-hour set or something like that to do. Well, I've often wondered, what does the Queen do? You know, when she's sat at these long, long... Mm. She's you know, old, though, She's doing, she? like, concerts and she that. Probably only goes about once a, a week. <laughs> she had a dodgy egg for breakfast. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably just dust. <laughs> I'm very sorry, but one must go to do one. No, it is a, Well, actually, I was thinking as well, back on the Boris point, maybe Boris did me a favour by, by, you know, prolonging things a little bit further, because I was thinking if... if Imagine, I mean, imagine if if any of us, any, I mean, it must just be the worst thing. If you're a musician, you're you're touring and you've got commitments lined up. If 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 you're struck down with anything, any kind of illness, but certainly anything that puts you in hospital, like my my God, I just don't know how. I don't know what it would do because it would affect so many people. Like my situation now would affect everyone involved. Um, well, I've, I've been in a situation like that. Uh, I was on a show called Route 66, and I was the MD for it. So, it it, again, it's a hard position to just hand on to somebody else to take over for a few gigs. You yeah. can't dep it out. Mm. 
and it was um, <clears throat> we were touring through February, and it was one of those Februarys that there was just snow everywhere. It was horrendous. It was a really cold, um, cold winter, and we were we were up north. We were like we we we'd, we'd, I think we started in Birmingham and just carried on, and we ended up in Scotland. And um, and I got flu, and everybody knows that when you get flu, it's it, it's not flu's not a bad cold. Flu is is completely different everything, animal. Body it, aches, oh, everything. You can't move. No, you can't move. And I got flu on the road. Um, you were driving, I presume, as well. Uh, no, I wasn't on oh, this luckily, one. Oh, luckily, I wasn't luckily. on this one. No, no. I, well, I was actually supposed to be um, help drive the PA lorry because um, the at the time they'd only got one driver. Because mm. uh, funny enough, the other guy had gone ill as well, and I said, "Well, I've, I've got my license. I'll, I'll drive it as well." I didn't drive it one bit. I was just too ill. But um, so yeah, I, I you know started off feeling a bit funny on the first night, and then after that. Because um, we were sh- room sharing and everybody just like, they went, no, let Phil have his own room. Nobody wanted to be near me at all. And I was just, came out of the room, got into the theatre and I just slept in the theatre in loads of blankets. I, I, I bought blankets mm. and I was just in blankets. Right, I didn't even sound check. Um I just literally walked, went on stage to do the show. Don't know how I did it. And we had a day off. And I think it fell. My mum and dad still lived up north. And I went up north. No, we had two days off, beg your pardon. Um, and I went up north and stayed with my mum and dad for two nights. And I actually, at that point, I I made a couple of calls and said to somebody, look, you've got to come and take over because I just cannot get back on the road. Um and funny enough, those two days, I think I must have just literally slept for 48 hours because yeah. when, when I started coming round and everything, I was like, I, I felt, still felt awful, but I was felt, well, I felt better than I did when I was on stage a few yeah. days earlier. So I thought I could do it, you know, but yeah, that, it, it's horrible being ill on the road. It really is. It's been, yeah. Yeah. You're listening to the Guitar Heroes podcast. Yeah, yeah, I just that, that was just going through my mind the whole time, like just how fortunate it was that it, it happened when it did, and um, and we weren't in the middle of something. Especially, it, it would have no. been even worse right now with the COVID situation uh, to have waited. I mean, imagine if it'd been September or something, and we've waited like eighteen months to get back on the road, and we're all buzzing, and then we go back for two shows, and something like that happens. <laughs> it just would have, I I would have been livid. <laughs> And uh, yeah. yeah, it just. But coming back to the poo thing, if we want to talk about poo, um, well, not really. But you, <laughs> if you, you want to go there again, that's fine. No, I need to clear. <laughs> I need to clear this up because Chris. Chris Sounds like there. you do. Yeah. <laughs> Chris has thrown me under the bus there. I don't. I don't always need to to do this before we go on stage. The problem. The difference with our show. It, I think. You, I think you're right that like any gig, there is a pressure on the performer. You know, you've got to do what you got to do to get through it. But the difference with a show like ours and a theatre show like that is we all know that once it starts, it doesn't stop. The whole mm. thing, the whole, I mean, it's not like a, I mean, even a wedding gig or sort of like a function or something, you can, you can nip away. You can, oh, we're just going to have five minutes. We're seeing, a, you know, see her back here. Go and grab some food. Thank you. You can't do that in a theatre when everything's timed and everything is a set. Right, you're on stage here. You're off stage here. Here's the interval, blah, blah, blah. So I think everyone just tries to, take care of business before the show um i remember um toby uh it's when we when both me and toby worked on another show 
a few years ago, and and Toby, I, d- I don't know what it was, whether he had food poisoning or, or something, I don't know, he probably had a dodgy Weatherspoons, yeah. and um, we were on stage, and luckily we, we were only part of the band, so we didn't, we weren't like fronting it or anything like that, so um, he's, he was like, just, oh, it must have been, we were on stage at half seven, and sort of around quarter past, he starts throwing up, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, how's this going to work? You know, how is this going to work? And it ended up where he had a bucket in the wings. Oh, and every man. now and then, it, yeah, seriously, every now and then he just walked off. Um, but he, he was he, he was quite good about it, really, because when he came back on, he brought a different guitar on with him. Oh, <laughs> it my like word. Been, it looked like he'd been going off to do something, you know. And then, and he, oh, yeah, the, the poor, poor fella, he was, oh, yeah. It was, I remember it was a guild hall in Preston. Yeah. So, just not lo- yeah. loads of people do but I remember watching some Iron Maiden footage and um, it might have been the tour where Bruce Dickinson uh, flew everyone around the world uh, they, oh okay, okay yeah you know that big that big plane they, they Ed got Ed Force re- One yeah that's right and um, but I remember like seeing the footage and the, the guitar players are like just like jumping running off stage throwing up in buckets coming back on jumping around and like <laughs> it's so, so rock and roll rock and roll so it yeah. happens happens with everyone doesn't it you know of course it's, it does um, yeah yeah, but I think it, I think it's important to go through things like that because it, it shows what you're kind of made of in terms of a gigging and performing musician. It mm. prepares you for all situations, doesn't it? And it's just mm. character building. Yeah. I'll say yeah, that. yeah. It's like being on the ships as well. I know um <laughs> I know some another band who were on the ship and uh, they oh, I'm gonna I might say this, is it the Bay of Biscay, the oh, yeah, the yeah, real yeah. rough rough yeah. section? And uh, as, as usual, it was as rough as ever. And um, the, the 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 drummer like went off to be sick. This is while they're on stage, and uh, came back on, and he's like, "I don't think I can carry on like this." And the cruise director's saying, "You carry on, or you're fired." And he went, "Fire me!" And he went, <laughs> and the guitar player went, "On me!" Like that. Oh, no. <laughs> and the keyboard player went, "You can fire me as well." And they were all there, <laughs> too. and it was just literally the singer and the bass player, and they're going. Well, what are we gonna do? <laughs> oh, I've honestly, I've I've been so close to that. Obviously, performing on a few ships, you, you go in advance, you get those um, wristbands. I bought some of those wristbands mm. that you know they're um, good. They are, yeah. I've got some. Unfortunately, I left them at home. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but I had some seasickness tablets. I went to the chemist. I was like, I need the strongest dose of like um, I, they're not even called seasickness tablets, are they? They're like um, quails. quails. Yeah, it might quails be. It might have been those. I had something yeah, like that. Yeah. But that that was good. But like um, when the when the uh, they announce on the ship, oh, it's like a force eleven or something like that. Like I think the highest is force twelve. You don't sail. Hmm. But a lot of the time, if it's like a force eight, it's generally a force ten. Right. They they will never tell you how bad it is. Oh. They just they'll tell you less to make you think of that. But then you look out the window and you see like the boat is like really up and down. The waves are massive and. And it's when you know the boat is, is quite bad when you go to press the pedal and you kind of miss and lose your balance <laughs> or you fall off the stage. And, it, yeah. you know, it's, um yeah, it, you can feel pretty rough and queasy because it doesn't stop. After you finish performing, you go back up to your room, maybe to sleep and the boat's still sailing and it's just, it's just nonstop. That's why yeah, I would I never do that. a cruise again. I couldn't I've, I've only ever done, I've done one cruise um, and it was really, really nice weather. It was gorgeous and you didn't even know you were moving. And I was on there for three days, and I was like, after three days, I was like, as nice as this is, I, I hate ships. 
Mm. I just want to go home. Mm. Like, this is not for me. It's when you get off as well. Everything's just moving because you've developed <laughs> sea legs mm. and everything around you is moving. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's so, so weird. I've got the opposite yeah. at the moment. I've got bed legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving. Everything else is staying very still. <laughs> tell you what, I had good fun with the bed. I love that though. That was a nice little gadget. I want to get me one of those for home with the old reclining bed so you can just, oh, push the button. Yeah. The bloke next to me must have been well annoyed. Middle of the night, I'm playing with that. Going, <laughs> I thought he was going to say the bloke that was in bed with me must have been really annoyed. <laughs> and no. said, Times are hard, you've got to share beds in Dorset <laughs> County Hospital now. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, 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 me. Yeah. Um, so sick. This is a good, um, good episode, isn't it? Sickness on the road. Yeah. 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 We could call yeah, it I guess, that. I guess I we could call call it that. Yeah. 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 Sickness. But it's on it's the difficult road. for this show because I mean everyone's such an integral part of the show. If someone's ill, does that mean the show doesn't go out? Well, except Al. Except Al. Yeah. Doesn't really matter with Al, does it? <laughs> Just put a drum machine on. Don't we? <laughs> well, I've been advocating for that for years, whether he's well or not. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you say that, but he um, he sent me a text this morning. He's, I don't know if he wants people to know this, but he said he's uh, he's done his neck in. Oh. Oh. So but everybody's sending a message. What do we think Al's done by doing his neck in? How's he done it? I don't know. Oh, I feel really oh. bad for him. Do you know what? I feel really bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, poor no Al. Sympathy. <laughs> yeah, poor Al. He says, he said, oh, I don't think I could have made the rehearsal next week. I'm like, pull yourself together, man. Lee's just had his penis removed and he's going. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm going to prove it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lee. No. You sure that's not your belly button? No, they cut that's that off. They did actually cut oh. that off. They start one. Like of, they start one of the cuts just sort of just on the bottom side of your belly button. Well, looking at that, I think they might have slipped with a knife. <laughs> I get a bit lightheaded, <laughs> Phil. I am. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. So yeah, it's um. What, I suppose the worst worst thing that's happened on stage. Mine was mine was the old fluey thing. Chris, mm. I suppose yours was the. I, uh, yeah, it was literally coming. I was thrown up. And yeah. like, luckily, we were uh, the band that evening were parked near the toilets. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It we're was very unpleasant. It started off from just being sick, throwing up. And I was like, just out of the blue, I just had um, a buffet from a wedding. Oh, there you go. I think that's what it is eating dodgy meat, perhaps. But mm. it just started from that. And suddenly, it just came out of nowhere. You should and never eat a buffet at a wedding, really, should you? No, everyone's touching it. And you. That's the thing, like it, it, kids it, it, touch it, and you uh, know. Well, that, that's what I so, thought. Yeah. I thought it was Phil's buffet on Sunday. That's what I thought at first when these symptoms started coming on. I thought, well, when when I saw a picture of you in hospital, yeah. I actually thought that, and yeah. then you, and then underneath you, the, the description came up underneath <laughs> what where it was. I was like, oh no, I may have killed Lee here. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. But, I did think at first, but. But maybe not. Well, that's a good thing with a vegetarian barbecue. You see, no one's really going to get ill. Are you they? Do not, I'm actually con- contemplating going vegetarian. What? I think. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm almost. I'm only. I only have meat like twice a week, once a week sometimes. So now Chris I, will go. Oh yeah, I'm vegetarian apart from steak. I love steak. Yeah, <laughs> this is. And I like my tuna fish. 
<coughs> that's pescatarian then. If you if you cut red meat, if you well, if you cut meat out and just have fish, then you're pescatarian. Mm. I did that to start with. Yeah, do you know because what it is? Every time I cook chicken, I'm always checking to see if it's been cooked properly and everything. Yeah. And I'm I'm just I'm over that now. I'd, I'd rather just be able to make something and not have to worry about it being cooked properly. And yeah. You know, yeah. it's, um, well, especially when you're out on the road and you're, you're getting food all the time <coughs> and you just want to be well for all the gigs. Well, uh, uh, let's go back to that then, because how many times um, a certain member of the show used to go to Weatherspoons and used to come back and an hour later was in the toilet <laughs> until literally he had to go on stage. And for the record, not me. Regu- <laughs> <laughs> no, you, no, you don't. You don't go to the toilet. You just do it everywhere, don't you? No. Um, well, I do at the so... moment. But I have got a story actually. My uh, my brother used to be um, a manager at a Slug and Lettuce. You see, the name just puts me off. Yeah, I you always know. thought that. I yeah. thought, what a yeah weird name it's weird. for someone that you want yeah. to go and eat. Mm. If, I, if I if I own a really posh restaurant, like Michelin star restaurant, I'll probably call it the shit pan or something. You know what <laughs> I mean? Just Phil <laughs> Phil shit pan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this is this flock is, in there. This is one of the things like uh, this um this this lady had come in, she's pregnant and uh she ordered like a chicken dish. Yeah. And the the guy who was on duty cooking <clears> that day, because they're not really chefs in there, I don't think. I th- a lot of them are just um uh, they're just cooking prepped food that's come in or something. Well, mo- most of them have all got like degrees in in rocket science and the solicitors and things, so that they are actually qualified to work in McDonald's and Weatherspoons. <laughs> so this guy has cooked up a batch of chicken. Uh, that's that's off. It's you know it's gone past its it's yeah. uh, it's um, you know. And my brother said you haven't cooked that and send it out of you. And like so, yeah, they had to call an ambulance and everything. Oh it's, no. Yeah, it's so bad. Oh, and God. that's the thing. I just you just don't know. Sometimes you go to some of these like places like Weatherspoons. Not that I'm knocking it because it's such good value. Mm. But um, I just I'd, if I took meat out of the equation, I think I'd feel a lot more comfortable. Well, yeah. look. While we're on the I subject think, yeah. of food, I should I should give you my insight into NHS food as well because that was another thing. <laughs> there were two things I knew I'd never experienced, but two things I was quite intrigued to experience. That was the anaesthetic, but also the hospital food, because you hear so much about it. And all of the rumours are totally true. (laughs) I didn't know (laughs) how bad basic food could be. And I don't want to moan because, like I said, the experience was amazing and the staff were amazing. But what it seemed was it's almost like the nurses and the doc, they all, they know. It's almost like this thing. I... (laughs) I I mean I kind of get that like plain food, simple food is the best thing for you when you're recovering, and um, obviously there's a cost to 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 um, the cost side of it that's got to be looked at as well. But the mm. snacks and the refreshments were fantastic. Like the nurses do such a good job of keeping you comfortable coming round. <laughs> I actually remember I, I I just had a cup of tea and one of the nurses said, "Do you want anything? Do you want another cup?" And I said, "No, that's fine." She walked past and I spotted that they were serving Dorset tea which is like my favourite brand of tea. It's like a really nice tea that obviously you can get around here. And uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know you do Dorset tea. Yeah, I'll have some of that. And she's bringing biscuits and stuff like this. I think the first thing I ate after the operation was an ice cream, which was amazing because it's been <laughs> really, really hot. But the actual meals that you, you place an order for like in advance, I think the, I think the lunch was... It was like a pasta dish. It was it was nondescript. It just said pasta. So I thought, yeah, you know, manage a bit of pasta and a cheese sandwich or something like that. So fairly plain. I didn't. You don't expect it to be gourmet. 
And it came round and it's served under these like cloche things that look a little bit like a dog's bowl turned upside down. And the nurse brought it over to me and she, I don't know how she did it as a joke. She went like, ta-da. <laughs> and it was a plate, a plate, not a bowl, just a little plate of <coughs> dried like penne pasta with no sauce, like nothing, <laughs> nothing on it. And it had been cooked probably about an hour ago and then kept really hot in this plate. So it had dried even further. And she looked at it and she was like, did you order that like <laughs> without anything on it? And I said, no, there wasn't a choice. She was like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, was, and then the, the sandwich was like stale bread, no, no butter, no mayonnaise, nothing, bit of old cheese. And so when you post an op like that for the first day, you have a bit of a sore throat because you've had things in your throat to keep you breathing. And they said, oh, yeah, you know, and, and you're also, oh, I found myself very, like really parched, really dry mouth because the day before you can't you can't drink anything when you're leading up to an operation. So they put you on a drip. So you're staying hydrated, but your actual like upper part of your mouth and your throat doesn't get any moisture. So I was like really hoarse anyway. I'm trying to like choke down this pasta, <laughs> this dry sandwich. <laughs> I look like a seagull. You know when you see a seagull <laughs> trying to swallow something? It's about five times too big for its gullet. And it's sort of going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, keep the tea coming, keep the tea coming. It's like, right, mouthful of this. And then sort of like. <laughs> I felt like saying, can you send it all back? Can I just have it blended and I'll just drink it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think when I was in hospital, I, cause I didn't stay overnight because obviously your op was later in the day. But mm. um, my I, I was in eight o'clock, and I think my operation was at ten. So right. um, I think by six seven o'clock, I was free to go home. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but I had when I came round, it's exactly the same thing. I had some toast, and I couldn't swallow the toast. Your mouth is mm. so dry, you just can't swallow the toast. And I think I had, and I don't think I know, I had seven cups of tea. <laughs> While I was in there, I was just like, just give me more, more, more tea, more. <laughs> it was like, you were so dry, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 like I say, I don't want to moan, but it did seem a little bit counterintuitive. It was nearly a rant, that. Well, it? I didn't mm. want to, it just seemed a little bit counterintuitive because it's such an acknowledged fact that the food is not great. That therefore, there is so much waste. I was in a I was in a room with um, four or yeah. five other people who had been in there longer than me, um, and they were quite. You could hear them quite easily saying, "I ain't going to eat that. I I don't want that. I don't. You know, oh, I can't eat that." That's they give out the food, and then you'd hear sort of people go, "Oh, you know, oh." Mm. Thing is, mate, you're not dining for the taste, are you? <laughs> no, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it, yeah, I made it out. <laughs> so maybe it's a, maybe it's a time if you ever considered fasting. Maybe that would be the time. Well, you're virtually then, fasting anyway. You haven't got much of an appetite, really. It's just about no. coming back now. It's just so it's just so. About. Okay, so I'm gonna just get one in there for you boys because I know you like it. So, ladies and gentlemen, if anybody didn't know, they do know now. If anything blocks Lee's pipes, it's hospital food. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not the snacks. The snacks were fine. Digestive biscuits. Oh, sorry. And ice the snacks cream. are fine, but yeah. the hospital food itself blocks these pipes. There you go. That's fantastic. Well, do you know what? I think um, it's like 
I don't think I can stand much more of this hospital talk, if I'm no. honest. So I'm going to go now. No, um, I can't either. I wanted to come on here and talk about something else to change <laughs> the subject. And all you've done is talk about poo <laughs> and sick and illness. <laughs> but it's important that people know what we're up to, Lee. So, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's not for you today. Yeah, in case anybody's <laughs> wondering, you know, we all are human beings here, you know. that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can only be superstars, you know, for small parts of the year. So yeah. anyway, next, um, we haven't been superstar for about 16 months now. Oh, and actually, a good 30 years before that. <laughs> so, but no, I think um, Chris is going to tell us about next week's podcast because it is guitar-based, isn't it? It is. I think um, and it, I think a lot of it's all uh, it kind of stemmed from our rehearsal, which you put on YouTube, actually. Um, right. Yeah, do you know with the um, our ep- our rehearsal that we had um, like the week before last, wasn't it? You mean the rehearsal vlog? The rehearsal vlog. That's the it, yes. Walker Guitarist YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, obviously, Lee is Paypal. like... Paypal.com. Well, because I've, I've got a Helix, and I'm just using the Helix purely for the show with all the built-in pedals and effects and everything, and I've got my Thon flight case, which is nice and compact and fitting to the oh. Helix. And Lee's been looking to get ones very similar for his, but in the end, he's now decided to stick with his full board and use pedals into it. And I've one eighty. I've done what's known as the old one eighty. Exactly. Yes. And now you know we have one the IRs, and now everything sounds great with the, this IR that I've got. Um, hearing pedals through uh, the Helix now with the IR and everything, it just suddenly just sounds amazing. Mm. It sounds real good. And I think uh, what I think we're going to get into is just the interaction with digital, that marriage between digital and analog gear. And how I think them combined together is so much better than just purely going digital or purely analog. I think a hybrid of both is... God, you know what? I'm salvating just thinking about that oh, episode I know. next week. Because really I'm building a new pedal board and and I know you guys are already using pedals into your Helix. So I built my I'm pedal board on. back. It sat there and it looks lo- lovely after tearing it all to pieces and threatening to change everything on it. It's yeah. now Wait while he has to carry it down four flights of stairs. <laughs> but it's worth it, Lee, isn't it? It's worth it. I won't be carrying yeah. anything for a while, but it's uh, it's <laughs> gone back exactly as it was. It's, I'm literally going to be going back on the road. Yeah, other than the new base, like the the the, the board. Did you put all the dust back on it as well. Oh, that that will no, that, be that's, back there. That's all still on my makeup brush. <laughs> <laughs> no, some new sounds, but new sounds, and an overhaul yeah. in terms of the sounds and the programming and the yeah software and stuff like that. But yeah. yes. Oh. But yeah, maybe Good. we get into that then. Pedals with digital gear. Pedals with digital. I'm like I say, I'm 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 ready. I'm like a coiled spring. Yes, I'm I ready to go. So uh, riveting episode it's going to be. So that's the next episode. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We had to, it's, it's more like a catch up episode, just because we've got what what happened and the gap that we left in people's lives by yeah. not being out last week. Yeah, so, and um, I know it's been yeah, a little yeah. crude at times, but that's generally what we talk about when we're together. So. Yeah, you know. I mean, we've really put it on being nice talking, you know, on the podcast normally. I mean, when we turn it off, it normally goes to, oh, how's your toilet this week? Oh, it normally goes back <laughs> to all that anyway, doesn't it? So not, they not know like, what oh, we're like. We're filthy. They know it. How's, how's your new guitar? Oh, never mind that. You should have seen what came out of me last night. <laughs> <laughs> end it. End, end, end it. it. We're end going. It. We're going. Yeah, don't forget you can catch up on all the social media channels, which is Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and um, it's all the yeah, well, I don't know what the handles are. I don't all know. Rubber stuff. Duck or Listen to an old episode and it'll all be on there. I've, pro- I've yeah, forgotten at the moment. Well, if you search Lee Lee Troy Guitar on something and Chris Anthony on something else and Phil Walker on something else, you'll find something to do with us anyway. So, 
yeah, it's been um, it's been a pleasure. Well, it hasn't really been a pleasure this time. It's been disgusting, and I can't wait to go. My ears can't take anymore. No, no it's I'm been it's, no, it's been nice to have a break from daytime TV. If I'm honest, just nice to do something slightly different. That's the hardest mm-hmm. thing, uh, I should say. That's the hardest thing, and I, and kudos to to anyone who has to. I I know it sounds like I'm making a mountain of a molehill, but I my mind just thinks of people who go through these. Horrific operations and horrific recoveries, and mm. the uh, the for anyone like me, I'm really restless at the best of times. I just can't sit still. I can't do nothing. I've got to be busy. I've got to be. What are we doing today? So that's such a thing. Just like telling yourself, Sophie keeps telling me off. Stop doing stuff. Stop doing stuff. Go and sit down. Mm. So you so you you will you'll you'll inhibit your recovery. Yes. You will. Honestly, you feel like you're being real lazy, Pratt, but uh, you're not because all you're going to do is drag it out longer. It's, so you're best so just true. sucking so it true. up and just sitting on your ass. It's just easy, it. easier said than done sometimes. So like I say, chaps, nice to uh, nice to do something different for an hour and get a change of scenery. Indeed. And I shall probably Indeed. pop back to my bed now. Are you still able to play guitar? Just sat down? Do you know I played guitar that... for the first time today, Chris? Literally before coming yeah. on here, I sat with an acoustic guitar, strummed through a few chords and it was fine. Fine. So Stay tuned for next week's episode to see which chords he strummed. So. <laughs> oh, actually, I'll just tell you this, whether it makes the edit or not, right? As they were discharging me... Uh, Here we go, she... getting the discharge. <laughs> I could tell you so many things, but it's not fit for the podcast. Um, she, One of the nurses there, she, she redressed the wounds, and then she gave me some um, I fresh... I she did. <laughs> It was. It wasn't particularly pleasant to just because she have, you have to watch, and if you're squeamish, you have to just look and go right, okay. Because she wants to show you how it's done, so that if you need to do it at home, you can do it when you go home. <laughs> it gives you fresh dressings and everything, and then she gave me some sterilized gloves, and she she sort of looked at me and she went small, medium, <laughs> and I went <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> she had to go and get the extra large for me. <laughs> <laughs> so the hands are okay, guys. The hands, of the the sausage fingers have made it through. So I should be able to Excellent. play pretty Excellent. soon. Oh well, well, that that's good. At least his sausage fingers made it through. Yeah, yeah. Even if his penis didn't. Oh. Okay, right. See you uh, later, chaps. See you later. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>